This is from Felon to Faith, the podcast dedicated to reaching people with a message of hope by sharing the life and experiences of Fred Matthews. My man Fred, what's going on, dude? How you doing, bro? Yo, I'm so glad to have you back, man. We're yep. getting this thing rolling. Yep. Um, starting a new podcast series we're, we're doing yeah. here. <laughs> yes, sir. We're going to get you started on your own podcast series. Um, tell, me, tell me why this is a good idea, because I've been passionate about it. I know why I think it's a good idea. T- talk to me about why you want, why you want to do this. Um, I think the biggest thing is... Um I think in, in times past, I shared that uh, I used to do like music or whatever, and I like to write. I've always had this thing about wanting to reach the masses or whatever, mm. um, and just like get my story out there, and just not just my story, but other things, relevant information or whatever, knowledge, you know, wisdom. And um, in this day and time, man, you know, I'm too old to try to jump around on stage with the young rappers. And um, I don't have a whole lot of time to do anything else but work. So the podcast is like the perfect <coughs> recipe, the perfect remedy to be able to like reach people. Um, Absolutely. In their various places, wherever they may be, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, whatever. But like just to be able to come through and share some things and uh, hopefully impact some lives, you know, that's my biggest reason. Really. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I remember you talking to me about... Um, I remember you talking to me about it on Experience the People that you had a book that you were writing and stuff like that, and I was really encouraging you to write your book and all that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> but this is kind of the same deal. Like, yeah, yeah, we can record this book right. and, and get it out there for the masses and really get, get, get your story out there. I was telling you the other day, man, it's almost like you've lived three lives. You know, you've got this, you've, it's almost like 10, 10, 10, man. Like right, I, right. I, I picture this 10 years before <coughs> prison, yeah. this 10 years in prison, yeah. and then this 10 years after prison that yeah. you've almost got, right? Yeah. You're like yeah. eight years out, I yeah. think now. Right, 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 yeah. So I think you've lived a few different lives, and I think, <coughs> man, excuse me, something in my throat. Um, this thing you got going on, I think I think this podcast could be really special because it can it can highlight the amazing and wild stories from yeah. each of those ten phases of yeah. your life. You yeah. know what I mean? Definitely, and definitely, and that's kind of like I say that's that was the whole, um, I guess you could say theme or outline of what fell in, from fell into faith was supposed to be or is, um, just. The beginning, the middle, and what's what's now? You know what I'm saying? What's happening yeah. now? Yeah. And uh, like I say, man, just to just to connect some dots, you know, just to reach out, man. I think I feel like podcasts help people overcome a lot of things. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Without having to actually go, everybody can't afford to go to a therapist. Everybody right. can't afford to, you know, get some type of whatever help they need. But there is that option to be able to listen to somebody else. That may have been through something like you or maybe worse. Absolutely. And be able to grab some inspiration and whatever from that. Keep going. So Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I totally get that. You know, sharing your experience and your hope and you know, your your uh situations. Uh and people can really relate to that when they listen to it in pocket podcasting 
listening to podcasts has been one of the most enriching things in my life. Yeah. You know, my life has become, my life, my mind, all those things have become much more enriched since I started podcasting and listening to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you're a cool dude, man. I don't mind talking to you, bro. You my bro, man. So, you know, we have ah. we have great conversations, man. Great laughs. Yeah, we do. You know, you know um all that good stuff, bro. Yeah, that's why I wasn't <clears throat> I didn't really have an issue trying to help you take this thing off because we really do. We click. We really got it going on. Yeah. Um when we when we hit that record button, something something clicks for us. So, yeah. I love it, man. Yeah, yeah man. I love the opportunity. Yep. So, what's been going on with you though? <sighs> man. Well, I was supposed to be asking you the questions, but if you're gonna ask me, I just want just we just curious. We just, yeah, what, what, what John been up to? Uh, doing a lot of podcasting. You know, I got last night's coffee with yeah. my boy Chuck, Chuck that I do every week. Chucker, yep. Um, that comes shout out, out on Mondays. Yeah, shout, shout out Chuck. Chuck. Um, so I got that going on. Um, yeah. I do a lot of I do a lot of planning and stuff for that. We've been doing it. Okay. We're in our second season. Nice. I think we'll be laying down our 60th episode this week. Wow. So 60 episodes is a lot, man. That's we've a lot. we've kind of a lot of content. It's a lot of content. We've really grown this relationship. We've grown a fan base. We've got we've been planning this season finale for last night's coffee. Check this out. We're wow. having a. Uh, we're having a season finale. It's going to be in November, and um, we're going to have an eating competition. Oh wow! And we challenged a couple a couple of our top listeners. Uh, they're both named Kevin, right? Um, we challenged them to a eating competition, right? And so we're everybody. It's it's teams of two. It's me and Chuck versus Kevin and Kevin. Wow! They've got to eat two boxes of those Christmas tree, Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. Oh, wow. They've got to eat two boxes of those and two large coffees. Ooh. We've got to do the same thing. So Ooh. it's basically a box of <laughs> Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes and, and a large coffees. coffee each. Woo. But you on teams. So like if your teammate finishes his box and coffee first, he can help you out or whatever. But yeah, I've been doing lots of planning, man. I got I got a lot of podcasting going on. I got a lot of producing. That's dope. That's yeah, dope. That's, that's what dope. I've got going on. That's what's up right there. That sounds interesting. And I'm trying to dress us up as Hollywood Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy. Oh Sanders man. Me. You know what I mean? I'm trying to come out with like the tag team world title. Oh man. Can you feel me? Yeah. Right, brother. <laughs> yeah, dude. Snap it to us, little gym. <laughs> Oh, like, I'm trying to man. get it right, dude. Man, man, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny, well, it, you know, you can have a lot of fun on podcasts, man. Bro. And it makes it so much fun to interact it's with free. the listeners. It's free, bro. It's free. It's very free. It's very free. And when the listeners start getting, um, when they start commenting on your Facebook page and they start calling in and they start sending you um, topics they want you to discuss. That means they're really engaged. Like, yeah, they really engage. It really it. starts to take I, off. You really I, start to enjoy it. You want to hear something funny? Go ahead. I am actually literally sipping on last night's Joe. Are you really? Yes. No, you still had some left over. I still had in my, in my big cup. I had made a cup last night before we went out shopping. And uh, then we went to go eat. And I still had like a half a cup. Bro, and is then, it crazy? Is it cold? It's not cold. It's it's room temperature, which I don't mind. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I'll drink that until it's oh, gone, man. sir. <laughs> so you want to know how... Let me tell you the story. We yeah. got our name, Last Night's Coffee. We we named the podcast after this old dude who used to work there. Did I ever tell you about that? I think you're talking about that dude, CC or whatever. CC, yeah, <laughs> dude. He'd come in and just dump Last Night's Coffee in his yeah. cup and 
pour some sweet tea. Like, oh, dude, <laughs> it was the craziest thing. Yeah. Was, he was a crazy old man. Yeah, that's that's me, man. So when I get home from work, like if I work uh, like overnight or whatever, and I get off in the morning, yeah, um, or anytime I get home and there's like still coffee in the in the uh, carafe, man, I just hit reheat. You'll get it. it. I'll let it heat up and then take a shower, and by the time I get out, it's hot, and that's it. You don't care. No, sir. Now, let me ask you. Do you think that had anything to do with your prison stint? It did. Really? It did. There were times when I had to drink cold coffee with the faucet water. Stop it. Yeah. In solitary confinement, you know, like... um, What's the point? Just, just. Do you still want the coffee? You want it because, you know, caffeine is kind of addictive. You know what I'm saying? Very, yeah. And, uh... At that point, man, you know, once I started drinking, I never drank it before I got locked up. But once I started, it was like it's almost like smoking a cigarette. You know, like you that's Ooh, it becomes a habit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's something you have to have every morning or for sure. You know, certain times of the evening or whatever. It's, so it's also not only is it addictive, it's ritualistic. Exactly. So that and that, so it didn't matter that I didn't have no hot water. I just needed to I need me a cup of coffee, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it get hot enough to where I could just hit it real quick. So you got like hot tap water yeah. over some coffee. Yeah, it's instant coffee. That was and, oh, no, and, and then and then so like in the regular situation though, there was like a hot water uh like whatever you want to call it, fountain where you could heat up your soups or whatever, and then that water oh. that water would get like hot enough to where like it was really hot, like hundred and fifty degrees hot. And that's how you made your coffee. Yeah. So you never even drank it before prison. No, no. Oh, interesting. So yeah, totally. This is all from all from being locked up. All from being locked up. Yeah. Dang. What made you start drinking it? Just to break the monotony of water or something? It was just always around. It's on the store. They they used to give it to you in little packets in county jail, right? Right. And it was also our currency. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Coffee. Yeah. We had packets of coffee, packets of Kool Aid. So so many packs of Kool Aid would equal up to one pack of coffee. And then no. so many yeah, and then so many packs of coffee, man, you could get, you know, food items or whatever. Bro, coffee was currency in yeah. prison? Yeah, this was in the county jail, bro. Prophecy, uh, coffee was currency. And then when you get into the prison system where you can actually buy jars of coffee. Yeah. So we would take these little, you know those uh those transparent see-through gloves that people wear that prepare food sure plastic gloves yeah, yeah so we would take the fingers off of each one of those gloves fill it up with coffee tie it off and that right there one finger goes for a soup or two whoa and you would do a whole jar like that a finger of coffee is two soups or maybe one soup depending on where you were right or the type of soup do, no did, no it didn't no, matter what type of soup, soup. didn't matter no <laughs> if it was just a little soup, like the little ramen noodle soup that okay. come in a pack, one or two of those. Or if it's a cup soup, it might be one cup soup because they did cost more. Yeah, they were a right? little bigger, right? Yeah. And so you would do a whole jar like that, though. Right? And then you would just sell it finger by finger. So you spent $8 on a jar, but you're going to make $50 worth of food. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. And so just being able to be around all that coffee, man, you know, you become like a seller or drinker at the same time and... You know, like I say, it just became my thing. That's really interesting. Did yeah. you know coffee is the second highest export in the whole wide world? But, I believe it. But, um, below oil. I believe it. It's oil and then coffee. It's yeah. the highest traded item in the world. Yeah, when they took the cigarettes out the prison system, the, the coffee sales increased by like astronomical amounts, bro. Wait, they took cigarettes out of the prison system? Yeah, they took Completely? Them out. Took them out, yeah. When? 2008-ish. 
Really? You cannot buy no cigarettes in prison. No, you cannot no, have no. them. You can't have them. No, no, no. I mean, they're in there. Wow. They're, they're in there. Sure, they're in there. But you can't legally have them, right? The feds, the, the state decided not to do that back in like 2008 or nine. I was in there when it happened. But the amount of When coffee, the change came? Yeah. And we were, we were stockpiling the tobacco. Like to be able because you knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah, you knew it was coming. They told you it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. So were some of the guard like were some of the guards cool and were they like, "Yo, start getting your stuff." Well, what happened is on the store sheet, um, the inventories started like they wouldn't have those certain items. Mm, so they, started running low. Started yeah, so running like low. the kites, uh, which is like a menthol brand, the bugler, whatever. You started mm-hmm. seeing like. Like, it wasn't on there. And they would tell you, well, if you need cigarettes, you have to write it in. Or there'd be some type of change. And that's how it started coming about. Uh. We started catching wind. Like, they're not going to be selling it. So people would just be buying, like, packs and packs and packs. Mm. Like, you could only spend $60 a week, right? Some people would spend the whole 60 on cigarettes. But then they started capping how many cigarettes you could buy. So people would just buy whatever the amount they could buy. Stop power. But when wow. they took them out, man, everybody just started buying so much coffee, bro. Yeah, I imagine coffee took over, dude. Well, they're both nootropics, nootropics, whatever. Like they're both very mentally stimulating. Like nicotine. That's a new word for me. What is it called? A nootropic. 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 Um. So hmm. yeah, dude. That's a. It, it's 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 like a stimulant for your mind. It helps you think. Um. There's a guy, uh, Stephen King, talks right. about it a lot. Right, when right. he quit smoking, he could not write the same. At, yeah. When yeah. it comes to his novels, when he yeah. quit doing cocaine, like there's a lot of guys who, when they quit doing those things that stimulate their minds, they just can't do it anymore. They can't write the same. Yeah, you know? yeah. I I once heard Lil Wayne say that, um, and I never really been much of a Wayne fan, but I mean I respect the fact that the dude, you know, he reached some really high plateau, or some really high heights in his career, or whatever. For sure. But um, I remember hearing him say that like when he was really addicted to the lean and really like heavy on the lean and all that, that that was when he did some of his greatest work. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's something it's to it. Crazy. Man. Yeah. There's something to it. I I'm I would never advocate for someone to smoke cigarettes, right? No, no. no. Uh, for the nootropic value of no, nicotine. No, no, man. Like they sell nicotine gum if you want. You know, if you think, I don't know. But I'm just saying. Yeah. I, there's something about a cigarette or even the vapes, man. Even some of those vapes yeah. with that nicotine head rush. Yeah. It I, just makes you laser pinpoint focus. I never vaped, right? But uh, I had to quit smoking cigarettes about four times before I quit. <laughs> really? So I never really was addicted. Like I had tried smoking a couple times growing up, you know, yeah. teenage stuff. Yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying? My pops used to smoke, whatever. He ended so up stopping. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my pops quit cold turkey, though. Um, and he stopped drinking cold turkey too. Wow. Yeah, when he found out my brother was born, and um, about to be born, and um, I later found out that pops had caught a DUI. Oh, <laughs> so the two kind of coincided? Yeah, it kind of happened around the same time, right? <laughs> and uh, I didn't know that at the time, but like he just tightened all the way up. So anyway, um, he quit cold turkey. But as a kid, I had tried smoking a couple times, but I never was addicted to it. Got locked up though. And, you know, it's there. So I just used to smoke them buglers heavy, man. I was smoking them buglers real heavy. Really? Stealing them from him? No, no, no. Like in prison. Oh, in prison. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I would start smoking them buglers. Right. Yeah, because my pops used to smoke them Benson and Hedges 100s. Oh! Cadillacs. Hedges. <laughs> yeah, yes, Cadillacs, sir. 
That, that green soft pack, boy. He used to keep it in his in his front pocket in his work I shirt. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Old school action, right? Real blue collar, right? Yes, sir. But uh, nah. So in prison, I smoked a lot, bro. I did, and um, I stopped a couple times, and then I would start back, and then you know you could buy. You used to be able to buy Marlboro Reds and Newports on the store too before they took the cigarettes out. But those were like, they was like the price you paying right now. It's how much they cost in prison back then. Woo! They was killing you. Yeah, they was Woo! killing you if you was going to spend that kind of bread. They was going to charge you yeah, 850 Yeah, if you wanted the Marlboro <laughs> or Newport. Yeah, you was going to pay 850 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang. So um, every now and again, you know, you hit that Newport or whatever, that Marlboro or whatever. And um, I just, like I said, I stopped about four times before I just said, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Even but you if, were heavy. Oh, yeah. I had smoked heavy, man. I you were straight up addicted, like you I really like full fledged out smoking, man. I had some for sale and I had some to smoke. Do you ever do you ever get tipped to smoke cigarettes now? I smoked a cigarette on the outside of prison probably about six years ago. Just yeah. cause? It was one of Keisha's. You just felt like it that day? <laughs> I just I was just in that mood. And I and I had started smoking black and miles. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. um and I used to smoke those in prison too, because they was available. But um I just I don't know, man. I just it's I just never really liked cigarettes. I never liked doing it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It yeah. was just a thing. That's how I knew it was like, that's a real addiction. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, I understand why people smoke cigarettes. I understand why people smoke cigars. For it's sure. Just, it's the same thing with me. Like in the morning, bro, once I brush my teeth, once I get up and do what I do, man, I'm hitting that coffee machine, bro. Yeah. You feel me? That's yeah. the same thing. That's the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. Same when thing, I'm man. out of the room, yeah. after I've gotten yeah. my stuff I'm together, I'm going to get that coffee dog. I'm going to the coffee pot. <laughs> First thing. You already know. Because that's what I was talking about uh, when I said it was ritualistic. Yeah. Like, it's part, it's of, part my of my day. morning yeah. ritual. Yeah. Like, this is what I do. Yep. And you know, that really relates back to um, the origins of coffee. There was, um, I was, there's a, I did a deep dive into coffee one time. And out in Morocco, right. in Africa, there right. is like this huge coffee tradition. Mm-hmm. Where like they roast the beans, the fresh beans over an open flame, and like you get all those smells. Like literally, the process Damn. to drink one cup of coffee is like three to four hours. Wow! I think you told me about that. It is, but crazy. it's probably the best tasting coffee you ever tasted. I bet you it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, you know it is. Like you, they bring around like the pans of stuff, like the pans of the beans, and just let you smell it, like as Man, it's cooking. Bro, it don't get no better. Don't get no like, better than that. Now it's nuts, dude. I've. I, I could not believe it. So it kind of goes back to the roots of coffee, though. Why it's so ritualistic, I think. Anyway. One of, one of my bucket list trips is, uh, you know that um, up in like Seattle? Seattle is like a huge coffee nation. Sure, sure, sure. It's where, it's where yeah, Starbucks came from. Exactly. And also, there is a brand that you can buy in Publix, or I, I think you can buy it in Kroger, too. That Seattle's Best? Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, bro. It really is some good coffee. But yeah. I, I want to go to Seattle just... To go to the coffee shops, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just want to go taste that real, like, you feel me? Yeah. You know, like, some cities are known for certain yeah. things. Yes. New York pizza. Yeah. You know and when I, mean? I was up there, I ate some pizza. Did you? Oh, <laughs> when yeah. you were working please, the roads? Yeah, please believe it. Yeah. When, <coughs> when I was in Texas, I ate barbecue. When I was yes, in Memphis, sir. I ate barbecue. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Sir. I want to go to Seattle and just, like, I want to go to some coffee shops, bro. Like, for I sure. That's like, what you would hit, right? Yeah, That's what you would yeah. hit up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Some of those coffee shops. Because, you know, a lot of those coffee shops also... 
uh, formed a lot of those grunge bands from the 90s and exactly, stuff like bro. that, too. Like, yes, legendary. legendary. Legendary stuff happened in those coffee shops out there, man. That's where Jewel actually came from. Poor old Jewel was man. trying to break through in all those grunge bands. She was in those coffee shops in the <laughs> 90s. One but of my, anyway, that's One totally of my favorite different. bands from back then was um, Pearl Jam. And I used to listen to Stone Temple Pilots a little bit. Yeah, man. I didn't have no idea, like... What type of people they were? I just liked the music, right? Cause it was right. weird music to me. I used to hear it on ninety nine X. You remember ninety nine X? Oh, of course, of yeah. course. So Axel Lowe, now he's a um like the executive producer or something like that for Rock One Hundred Five. Oh, really? Yeah. And I listen to him in the mornings and evenings sometimes. But yeah, back then though, he had that show on ninety nine X, bro. I would listen to like Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, and. I ran around with Axel's niece for a little while, I think. She was like a yeah. friend of mine. I think she was his niece. Yeah, his sister stayed in Peachtree City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. probably his, yeah. his niece. That's yeah. very likely, yeah. I ran around with her for a little while. So yeah, that's I have, crazy. I, I, have, I have recently heard him talk about Peachtree City. Is like, that right? Yeah, like his sister lives out there. I don't know her name or nothing. Crazy, like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember this. I can hardly remember this girl's name, let alone her mother's name. Yeah, yeah. But anyway... Coffee is the currency in prison. Yeah, it is, bro. bro. That it is, is wild. So check this out, right? Um, you can get bags, you can get cases, you can use. So as I said, the cigarettes were outlawed, right? Yeah. So, so you, did you? You didn't really use the outlaw stuff for. Yeah. For currency? Oh, you did. You could, but what you want to do is when they outlaw the cigarettes, and 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 now that the black market cigarettes are starting to come in. Mm-hmm. One of the ways that you pay for it is with coffee. Ah. You get, uh, a bag of coffee is 8 to $10, right? A pack of cigarettes coming in off the street black market. At first, it was like 50 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. $60, $75, whatever like that, depending on what you was getting. Shoot. Um, and so what you would do is get you four or five bags of coffee, and that's a pack of cigarettes for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Now, you could take... Uh, uh, one glove, one of those same gloves, right? Right. Stuff it with tobacco, right? Just loose tobacco. Loose tobacco. Stuff it as fat as you can, right? Uh-huh. $25. You done made half of your money back on the pack. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, bro, it was wild. And then it got into the real money. Because that was real cash money still in the system when I came through. So mm. dudes would have real cash money. They would trade it off at visitation to their loved ones. And then we got into the wire in the money, and then we got into the green dots, and then you know, right, you um, had to start hiding, yeah, hiding, hiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was real money being made, though, bro. Off of but that cigarettes. was the the more the prison system cracked down on basically currency in the system. Yeah, is it made it tougher for you guys, right? Yeah, always, because if they catch you with those bombs of coffee like that, like those those fingers of coffee, they know you're selling them. They're gonna take them. So that's a loss. Oh, so they already knew. Yeah, that might. So be. that'd be a bump on you. What yeah. What would happen if they caught you with they a finger gonna, of they, coffee? They ain't gonna, they ain't gonna do nothing. But would take they take it? it? They just gonna take it because they know that's gonna hurt. They know they know that if they take this, if this right here is full of coffee, this this Tupperware right yeah. here, this, if it's full of fingers of coffee, man, that's about a hundred dollars worth of food for you. If they take that, they just hurt you. They just hurt you. They don't even gotta write you up. That right there, to them taking it was enough. And they can do that. And they will do that. <laughs> they gonna do that. No, 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 no. Oh, they're no. allowed to? Are they supposed to? Yeah, they're supposed to. Okay. They, that's what I'm saying. They're gonna take it. I got you. Uh, if, if it's a cool officer, <laughs> they're not gonna take it. 
Mm. And I'm going to tell you, it's some officers that they really be gunning for you. They trying to catch you on everything. Mm-hmm. Anything that you do outside the line, right? They they trying to get at you. Right. But I'm gonna tell you a crazy story though. Because these are cops that didn't make it, right? Like like I'm not talking bad about correctional most of them, officers, or that they came, them, or that they came from another prison where somebody slapped them out, so now they got a chip on their shoulder. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that that happened too. Yeah. Yeah. We had this one chick that um she came from a prison where she was pretty much almost raped, and so she had like a real chip on her shoulder, bro. So she wanted to find everything wrong with everybody. Man, you better not do nothing wrong, boy. She come, she calling them people on you. And they coming down there full force at you. So, yeah, she had a chip on her shoulder. And then you got the little dudes that they just want to be tough. You know what I'm saying? They know they, know they can get away with talking to you crazy because they got a whole army of people with, with them. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, they get beat up too, though. Let me, tell, let me ask you a question, Fred. What's up? What was your... Worst encounter with a correctional officer? It was this dude named Jones. Uh, he was on a tactical squad. I was at Dooley State. They used to always bum rush my room, you know what I'm saying? Tear my room up, looking for stuff, looking for shanks, looking for whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then there was another dude named... But targeting you specifically. Well, not just me, but like people that I was cool with too, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then there was another dude named Temple. He would always bust up in there. And he would bust up in my homie Seaweed room. Seaweed stayed next to me. Like next next to in the room next to me. And then I had a homie named Bird that stayed across from us. And we had a couple dudes from Atlanta that was in there. They was kind of controlling some things. You know what I'm saying? They would always bust up in there and hit all the rooms of the people that they thought had whatever. And of course, we had a spot for everything. We had a separate spot for the phones. We had a separate spot for the cigarettes. Separate spots for... The other stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Separate spots for the shanks. So you might find something, but you ain't going to find everything. Right. Never do that, right? So, uh, and we had dudes that, like, climb up, like, up in the uh, venting, ventilation. We would hide stuff up there and everything. So in lockdown. Like, you find little skinny dudes like me. Yeah, and you, you go and wiggle we, up and, in and there. And listen, listen. It's tall. Dudes, like, this is how, this is how, I'm glad you said that so I can kind of clear this up. Because I had said something about, you know, white dudes having a hard time in prison. But um, this is how you earn your keep, though, without having to do something crazy like give up your manhood or something like that. You know, you you could be the guy that's willing to come out your your, your cell at lockdown because your cell might be right there by. Um, we had these little grates over the windows in the back, in the very back of the dorm. It was like a big window and it had a vent on it. Mm-hmm. But that grate allowed you to climb up. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there was a big old vent right there. Okay, so you with your height, it. with your height, you would have been able to grab that vent and pull yourself up, and then handle your business. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred dollars a week just for you to do that every day at a certain time. Right, and that's how you earn your keep. That's how you become the white dude that don't have no problems, and you ain't not, you ain't never got to suck nobody off. You ain't got to do nothing, none of that. So that's what I was gonna. That was yeah. another question I had to ask you. Is there anyone in there? That does not have to get involved in anything at any point in time. Like oh, they just man. keep to themselves. They never talk to anyone. Man, you looking at one of them. You talking to one of them. Other than the people that I dealt with, bro, I didn't even talk to nobody. I didn't deal with nobody. Yeah. Nobody ran up in my cell, tried to take nothing, because they already know what was going to come with that. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, that's the type of respect you got to establish, and you only establish that on the yard. What's up, homie? Yeah, you only establish that on the yard, in the chow halls, just in like in meeting people, encounters. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you only encounter that 
like that. You know what I mean? Right. So that's how I could earn my keep. That's if how I, you if, earn it, your if keep. it was something like that, if something it was a situation like that, like that I yeah, could. You could be that dude. And you'd pay me $100 a week. Yeah, like it, collectively, you can make that kind of money because the dudes that's got stuff to hide, like, you got dudes in there that have phones just because they want to be able to talk to their wives every, right. every night or their right. kids. They're not even into the dirt. They're not even selling nothing. Or not, they just want to be able to talk to their family. Mm. You got them type of dudes in there too, so they're going to pay you to make sure that phone get hid and it don't get found. You mm. know what I'm saying? If you get found, it get found. That ain't right. on you. Right. Because we know the risk we taking, right? But to have somebody to take the risk to put it up every day at a certain time, and go and get it every day at a certain time. You know what I'm saying? You could be that dude. Or you could be the tattoo man. Or you can be the guy that fixed the radios or whatever like that. Those are the guys that earn their keep without having to do all that. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Because everybody want to protect them. You so keep, just be useful. Yeah. You, you, well, yeah, of course. But like in a, in a more positive way because everybody is useful. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got you. Yeah. You don't want to be just useful. Yeah. You just, you just, you known as for this. And, don't touch him, because he keep the community straight. You know what I'm saying? You keeping everybody cool. You feel me? When you take the tattoo man out the door, believe me, there's going to be some fights. Trust me. Trust me on that. If you take the man out the door that know how to fix the radios and, and the headphones and the CD players and all that, it's going to be some fights. Because that right there is just, that's all you have. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So getting back to your worst encounter with the correctional officer. Oh, yeah. So this dude, he would come in, tear my room up, looking for stuff, whatever like that. And he would always be, you know, woofing up at me. You know, he was about my height or whatever. Right. And um, <clears throat> one day he asked me, he was like, this one I knew he had a personal problem with me. He was like, where you from, Matthew? And I was like, I'm from the A, man. You know what I'm saying? He was like, oh, what, oh, 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 you one of them. So I was like, oh, okay. He marking me, you know what I'm saying? Like the A, like dudes from the A got a bad rep, you know what I'm saying? And if you tell me you're from the West Side, you sure enough got a bad rep. As soon as he asked me, what side you from? I said, from the West Side, homie. You know what I mean? And, oh yeah, you one of them, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he one of them Atlanta niggas, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like that. That's his attitude now, you know what I'm saying? But I am one of them. Yeah. For real. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even hide this, you right. know. So from that point on, it was like we had a little, a little thing, you know what I'm saying? And I used to, and I used to be like, I know you want to try me, you know what I'm saying? I had got to the point where I started popping at him, cause I'm like, man, I'm, I'm into my bid now, you know what I'm saying? I got time that I got to do, bro. You ain't finna make me uncomfortable, bro. Right. We gonna, we gonna, whatever gonna happen, it's gonna happen. So I had got to the point where I'd be like, listen, man, I know you want to try this right here, man. You know what I'm saying? Come on in here with it. You feel me? Come on, get it. You know what I mean? Take your badge off and let's get it. Because if he really bought that life, he would have came in there. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't. Come on, man. That's how I knew he just was messing with me. You know what I'm saying? You know, it'd be stuff like that that you got to overcome. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. That's my craziest encounter, though. I ain't never had no real problems, like never fight nobody or nothing like that. Right. Like, no, no officers or whatever. No, no officers. No, I ain't never had to fight no officers. But, like, that was probably the closest I ever got to... Getting to that point, just you know the what I'm saying? Just one dude like, who just, just kept like, poking, bro, come poking, on, bro. poking. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. Let's go on and get it. Get it out of the way. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. Dang, man. But I had another situation where <laughs> this wasn't no officers. These was uh, some young, some young B dogs or whatever. Some bounty hunters. They some blood dudes. Um, 
I had a homie from Gwinnett named Blue. You know, he was in there with me. I didn't know him from the street or whatever. He came in the dorm one day and he came to my room. He was like, hey, who is Fredro? And so I'm like, what's up? He was like, man, see, we told me to come holler at you. My homie see, was on the other side right. at this point. He wasn't next door to me no more. He was on the other side. So I was like, all right, what's up? He was like, man, I need to use the phone. You know, I need to reach out to my fam or whatever. So um, he ended up being able, you know, I let him use the phone every day, talk to his kid or whatever like that, talk to his baby mama or whatever. So anyway, boom, it's like months later. He, he been in the dorm for some months now. And um, he get into it. We going to the chow hall, bro, for dinner. And um, I'm minding my own business. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even really on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, at that point, man, I was just, I, I'm just kind of a weird dude, man. I used to be, like, writing. Right. To, you know, reading. You know, I'm trying to do everything, man. You know what I'm saying? You're so, all up in your head and stuff. Yeah, yeah bro. I'm doing my beat, but, like, I yeah. don't really be trying to get into no mess. Right. You know what I'm saying? Going to the chow hall. I see the homie. He he getting to it with one of the dudes, right? Like they walking in a little little like a little cluster, but I hear it, but I ain't really paying no attention. Damn, so I'm just walking on in. I ain't paying no attention. I go in, I sit down, I got my food, I done sat down at the table, I'm getting ready to eat. And then I just see like people shoot out the door. And then I look out the window. It's the homie by himself. Following these youngsters. I was like, oh man. I got to get up. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got to. You, you got to follow. I got to go get it. So I go in the dorm. Now, I know these dudes. I know these youngsters. They got a little, you know, a little respect for me, whatever. We kind of all right with each other. It's like a fine line. You know what I'm saying? They done walked into the mop closet, though. They finna get the mop handle, mop stick, broom stick. They finna beat cuz. Breaking it. They finna beat cuz. They finna beat him if he come down there. But he done shot to the room. He finna go get that thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He ain't think about no sticks. He think right. about trying to right, poke right. something. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that's he what he do. He's killing somebody, not beating somebody. He trying, he finna poke you. So I shoot off in the mop closet by myself with them. I said, hey, man, this ain't finna happen. Y'all ain't finna jump, my homie. I said, man, you better go get him. You better go tell him, tighten up. Ooh, you know, they tell what they say. I'm like, listen, this ain't finna happen, bro. Right. It's not finna happen. Not right, not, not today. And I left. I walked out and I went to his room. Whew. I said, come on. You know what I'm saying? We squashed that a little bit, but like them little type of encounters right there, you talking about being in the moment? Boy, that's the moment. That's the trenches. I could tell you another one. We had a homie named, um, we used to call him President. He wasn't even affiliated really. Like he was kind of sort of, but not really. He was just cool with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, he had got into it with this dude named, um, Man, I forgot home name. He was from he was from like about Austin or whatever. He was a GD, young Newt, dude named Newt or something like that. He was loud youngster. You know what I'm saying? They get into it. So now it's like he telling president, oh, meet me on the yard, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm have all my G's. Da, 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 da. Now president, very quiet dude. He don't bother nobody. He play football. He was on flag football teams and everybody. You know what I'm saying? He a cool dude, but he ain't no sucker though. Here come yard call. Man, the yard full of G's, full of lokes. Because I'm going to tell you, President and my homie Buck, my homie Buck from California, right. from Pomona, I told right. you about him. I don't sick so. Him and President really tight. So, could get a call like, hey, man, we, we need to meet on the yard. You know what I'm saying? 
that next yard call, man, we out there. And you talking about being in the moment. Nothing happened. But it was one it, it was very quiet. It was very quiet on that yard. And every it was it was like slow motion. It was like being in the matrix. Like you just watching everything go on. Like any anything pops off, it's gonna be it's just it was crazy. You see the people in the dorms that stayed in the dorms, they just had the window just watching. They just waiting to see what's gonna happen. Even the guards, they can feel it. They like, there were so many people. So out much there. tension. The tension was so thick and so palpable, bro. It was it was it was within inches of just popping off, dog. And the crazy thing about it is you out there looking at some of these dudes that you already cool with. Knowing you're gonna throw You've been down. cool with these dudes. You see what I'm saying? See, that's what I'm saying, bro. That's 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 where you gotta be able to grow up and evolve and be like, you know what? This ain't this ain't uh this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? When I get out of this situation, I can't live my life like this. You feel me? Cause it, it get real. Bro. It get real. Bro. It get real and nothing. It's a respect thing. So it's always a fine line. Like, man, you gotta be respectful. These dudes you, you gotta have, live with day in and day you out. You better about respect to. these dudes and they better respect you. Cause if they don't, if they disrespect you or you disrespect them, it's going on. Tell you, it's going on. It's gonna happen. That's every day. <laughs> it's every that's day. That's such a large scale thing. You, I can't imagine. You might have you might have a couple homies that that's all they do is go around and hit licks and hit dudes up. Right. They don't go. All you gotta do is just send them. Right. And they gone. That's every day. It's crazy, bro. That's a crazy life. Have to evolve. Have to. You have to. Find that spot in your mind where you be like, you know what? I don't even want this. I don't want no more of this. I don't want to see this. Thank you, Lord, for letting me see it. But I don't want no more of this. Thank you for letting me see it, though. I didn't have to see it, but thank you for letting me see it. So is that one of like the... Uh, I've, been, I've, I've been thinking for a long time of ways to improve the prison systems, right? So yeah. like, obviously, they're really messed up. Right? We need some... We need some reform. We need to. We need a lot of legal changes in the justice system to begin with. But what would you say was the most positive thing you took away from prison? Man. Like, is there any positive? Yeah, bro, a lot. Like, I, I really found some real brotherhoods. Like, like I dudes I still talk to. You know what I'm saying? One of my homies, I invited him to come to the party tomorrow. He might come through. I don't know if he's gonna come through or not. But he got two grandbabies. Two grandbabies. Um, but like I formed some real bonds, you know what I'm saying? Like I learned how to like, aside from that, I learned how to budget. You know what I'm saying? I learned how to be like without, you know what I'm saying? Still yeah. be okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be content with it. Just knowing that like, okay, well, I'm alive. You know what I'm saying? I might not have such, 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 but I'm alive. You know what I'm saying? Start just from the bottom up and just the list of things that you could just be thankful for just with being alive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially after you just seen somebody get their head smashed on the yard and you ain't had to, you know what I'm saying? You're like, boy, thank you, Lord. That wasn't me. That wasn't or, you. You know what I'm saying? It had nothing to do with that. Or, like, it be so much stuff. You know what I mean? So. That's amazing, man. Take all that away from it, bro. That, that, that's, it's a faith building, bro. That's what it was for me. Like, it tore there me down. Go. Tore me down to like the bottom, 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 bottom. I'm talking about, boy, boy. Bottom, bottom, boy. 
And then God just put stuff in your face. You know what I'm saying? And I still struggle. Who doesn't? Right. All of us, right? Have a struggle or two or three or whatever. But like those were the moments where I could remember where the Lord really opened my eyes and showed me some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like you really need to change the way you think. You know what I'm saying? You need to change the way you everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so. Oh yeah. Soul searching moments, bro. You know what I'm saying? Amen, brother. Soul searching moments, man. Amen. This yeah. has been a great podcast, Fred. Uh, from felon to faith podcast. What do you think? I'm cool with that. Episode one, bro. Cool in the books. That. I'm cool with that. I appreciate that, bro. I really appreciate that, man. For real. You don't really know what that means to me, dog. Yo, thank you, Straight Fred. Up. Appreciate up. it, man. Straight up, bro. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Catch us in two weeks for the next episode and catch us on all podcast streaming platforms.